Welcome to the Lead On Podcast. This is Jeff Orge, the president of Gateway Seminary, talking with you once again, as we do every week on the podcast, about practical issues related to ministry leadership. On this podcast, we try to talk about the ins and outs, the ebbs and flows, the ups and downs of what it means to actually provide leadership in a church or a ministry organization on a continuing basis. So today, I want to talk about maintaining perspective, keeping our focus on what really matters. Now, this came to my attention recently when the Disney Corporation announced that they were going to remove gender references from everything in their repertoire of communication, ranging from corporate training all the way to program scripts. For example, uh, they mentioned that they would no longer begin programs in their theme parks with any recorded introductions that say something like this, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Now... They're going to say, instead, welcome friends. When I heard that, I thought, this is a real problem. Eliminating ladies and gentlemen from a welcome in a public gathering is a problem? I mean, is it really that significant before the curtain comes up or the parade starts down the road that we... Eliminate, welcome ladies and gentlemen, and substitute in its place, (laughs) welcome friends. Well, frankly, it's hard to imagine how American society has withstood the horror of men and women being welcomed in this way to public events. Well, my sarcasm is dripping relatively heavily off the podcast at this point, and yet, While it's easy to poke fun at the Disney Corporation for making this what I consider superfluous or even frivolous change as an attempt to politically uh, respond to some of the pressures they're feeling about gender-related issues, while it's easy to poke fun at them about this, I think instead it's important for us to take a step back and look at the larger picture of what's happening and understand how we often have the same problem. It's the problem of perspective. You know, there's a ground war going on in Europe, which could morph into a nuclear conflict at any time. And we've had almost a million pandemic-related deaths in our country. And inflation is so high right now that it's causing many families to face hard choices about providing basic needs. These are real problems, real problems. And yet, in the face of these things, Disney decides to rewrite their introductory scripts to eliminate the words ladies and gentlemen. And as I've said, it's just as easy for those of us in Christian leadership to make the same kind of mistake. Not the mistake of focusing on gender issues. That's not the point of this podcast. The point of this podcast is to help us to understand how easy it is to lose perspective on what really matters and begin spending significant amount of time, energy, and money on things that just really don't move the needle, if you will, on fulfilling our mission. 
This common problem of skewed perspective shows up in our work as ministry leaders in several ways. First of all, when we fixate on addressing a particular issue and feel that if we just get that issue resolved, we will have solved the problems that are besetting us as churches and ministry organizations and leaders. You know, in my role here as president of Gateway, I have a very public email address, and I get all kinds of email from all kinds of people. But some of my most uh, interesting emails are from people who tell me that they have solved some particular issue, and they're asking me to give them a platform to speak to this particular issue and to resolve it in a significant way either in our church or churches or in the convention or even in our country. Just give you a couple of examples. Uh, Recently, I received an email from a person who said, I have discovered the insight to end the debate over Calvinism and Arminianism for all time. And he said, I'd like to ask you to use your influence to get me 20 minutes on the program of the Southern Baptist Convention because I believe if I could make a 20-minute presentation, I could solve all the theological conflicts about these issues. Well, that would be quite a 20-minute presentation, eliminating 500 years of spirited debate among theologians in churches, fixating on a particular issue. Another brother recently contacted me and said that he was deeply burdened about the discipline of prayer, and he had a particular way of expressing that and a particular way of teaching about it. And he said, I would like to ask you or some professor here at the seminary to endorse my writings on this theme and to allow me to come here to the seminary and make presentations about this issue because this is the crucial issue. If we can just get this solved, everything else will take care of itself. Well, I believe that theological debate is important, and I think that robust and respectful theological debate helps us to center on truth in an appropriate way. And I certainly believe in prayer, and I practice prayer, and I want others to pray more, as I do myself. But it's easy to get fixated that if we just solve a theological problem or fix a spiritual practice, just that one thing is the key which unlocks every other issue, loss of perspective when we start thinking that way. Another way we lose perspective is thinking, if we can just solve a particular problem, like, for example, if our church just had more space, just built a larger building, we would solve our evangelism problems. If our church just changed the style of its worship, we would reach more people with the gospel. If our church retooled its marketing approach or its way of presenting itself to the community, if we just solved that problem, then all else would be resolved. Well, that's another way that we lose perspective. Here's another one. If we just correct a person, just straighten that woman out or straighten that man out, 
You know, over the years, I've been in ministry leadership, I have had a number of people who tried to fix me, who thought that if they could just correct me, get me straight on a certain issue, then I would, then they would have accomplished their mission and fulfilled their responsibility in God's kingdom. This recently happened to me. I was preaching at a church, and as soon as I stepped off the platform, a young man came up and started grilling me with question after question after question after question, all revealing his opposition to what I had said in my sermon and his insistence that if he could just convince me with these wonderful arguments that he was making and this, these uh, 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 twisted logic that he was using to somehow convince me of the error of my ways, if he could just fix me, that in that moment he would have made some significant contribution to the mission. Well, as many people have learned over the years, I'm basically incorrigible and unfixable, I suppose. He was unsuccessful in that conversation. In churches, in seminaries, in religious organizations, it is possible for us to make the same kind of mistake that I think I illustrated with the Disney story to start the podcast. It's possible for us to lose perspective, to think that if we just focus on addressing a certain issue or fixate on solving a certain problem or correcting a person that just really needs to be straightened out, if we just get those things right, just get those things right, that we're going to fulfill the responsibility God has given us, somehow advance his kingdom and make his mission move down the road just a bit. Well, that's losing perspective. And when we do this, when we lose perspective on what really matters or focusing our attention on peripheral concerns other than the core drivers for accomplishing our mission, when we do this, then we wind up burning up intellectual resources, emotional energy, and relational capital on lesser issues. Now think about those three resources that you have. You have intellectual resources, emotional energy, and relational capital. You know, this is the tender in which leaders do their transactions. We have intellectual, emotional, and relational energy to bring to the task. When we burn up our resources in these three areas on lesser things that are just not that consequential. We find ourselves depleted without the energy, focus, and capacity to make a real difference. Listen, you can't fulfill your mission with leftover time, energy, or effort. Can't be done. You can't squander time on trivial pursuits and then expect grand dreams to be fulfilled. It just won't happen. You cannot focus on these lesser issues and expect the grand vision or the grand dream or the grand mission to be accomplished. So, before you join the next crusade or send out the next tweet, or commit yourself to the next cause, before you do any of those things, 
I want you to ask yourself this salient question. Does this really matter to what really matters? Here's the question again. Does this, this crusade I'm about to join, this tweet I'm about to send, this cause I'm about to commit to fulfilling, does this use of my intellectual resources, my emotional energy, or my relational capital, does this really matter to what really matters? You see, people who make a real difference ask and answer that question often. And they focus on expending themselves on what really matters. They do not dissipate their lives with trifles. They narrowly focus on making a real difference, not piddling efforts on cosmetic changes. Now, none of us do this perfectly. Not one of us. Every one of us can think of times when we have lost perspective and frittered time, energy, and money away on lesser achievements. But while none of us can do this perfectly, all of us can do it better. So I want to challenge you today to discipline yourself. Discipline yourself to thoughts and activities and projects and people that really do contribute to your role in fulfilling God's mission. I want you to make an intentional choice to spend your time and your money and perhaps most importantly, your emotional, intellectual, and spiritual energy on what really moves the needle, on what really matters to God. Now, how practically can you do this? How can you turn down the noise and turn up the mission? How can you minimize the distractions which maximize the loss of perspective? How can you minimize the distractions and narrow your focus on what really matters? Remembering that key question, does this really matter to what really matters? Let me give you five suggestions that will help you to maintain your perspective by keeping your focus on doing what really matters to make a real difference. Number one, limit your media intake. Limit your media intake. Now, what I mean by this is turn off the news. Turn off Netflix. Turn off ball games. Turn off music. Turn off media. Now, no one of us can or should go through life without some media input into our daily uh, uh, perspective. But when I talk about limiting media, I'm simply saying that if you will limit the inputs that are coming to you from all these different sources, it will help you to maximize your focus on what really matters. You know, a couple of years ago, I made the decision to stop watching television news. Now I know you're thinking, what are you, some kind of a monk or a hermit that you don't want to know what's going on in our world? I didn't say I don't want to know what's going on. I definitely want to know what's going on. 
I read a news feed every day that I've assembled. I have certain news sources that I want to see the headlines from uh, across a spectrum of political perspectives, and I read through those quickly every day. And when something consequential uh, leaps off the page at me, I might spend more time delving into that. But I decided to stop watching television news because, quite frankly, no matter what channel I was watching, I felt like I was being browbeaten with political agenda trying to shape my thinking rather than inform my options. And so I decided that I was going to take a break, and that break has turned into a couple of years now of just simply not being riveted on television news. But beyond that, I've worked hard at limiting the input that other media have into my life because what I've discovered is that when various media, particularly news media and things that are related, when those things are continually pouring into me, they tend to, despite my best efforts, come to dominate my thinking, come, come to dominate my writing, come to dominate what I'm thinking about on a daily basis. And frankly, I don't want to think about the kinds of agendas that are being put on me by news producers and television people who are getting to decide what it is that's supposed to be important to me. So limiting media has been very helpful to me to maintaining my perspective and keeping my focus on doing what really matters day by day. Second, this is a corollary, but I'll list it separately, and that is I've learned to ignore most social media. I know I'm the last person alive who doesn't stay riveted to Twitter 24-7, but I simply don't. I have a Facebook page, but generally the seminary uses it to promote the seminary and to promote the work that I'm doing. I have a Twitter account, and we usually generally use it only to promote things that are related to the seminary. And I have some other social media vehicles that we use from time to time to get our message out. So I'm a user of social media, and I think it has some value. But when I say that I've learned to largely ignore it, what I mean is I don't spend my days riveted, riveted to some uh, Twitter feed or an Instagram story or anything like that that helps that that drives me into thinking that certain things are oh so important. I mentioned earlier that we fixate on addressing an issue or solving a problem or correcting a person, and no place does this take play, uh, take place more often than on and through social media. So when you limit the media that you're intaking and then you ignore most social media being very selective about what you sample and when and why, it will help you to maintain your perspective because you're not constantly being bombarded with messages about what you should be doing or ought to be doing or about something that should demand your attention more than the mission of God that he has given you and the work that he's assigned you to do for it that day. And so... Limiting media and lim ignoring social media has helped me to turn off the noise and turn up the missions. Here's a third thing. A third thing I would encourage you to do is to reject simplistic solutions to complex problems. Reject simplistic solutions. You know, one of the, 
ways that you lose perspective is if you fixate on some significant or simplistic solution to complex problems and you begin to pour all your energy into fixing that one thing. And in doing so, and in doing so, you lose focus on the complexity of life and the real difficulty of fulfilling your mission as God has given it to you. Reject simplistic solutions. Simplistic solutions often get us off base, take us off target, give us a diversion, if you will, away from the complexities and the mysteries of both life, the gospel, and the Bible. And so reject simplistic solutions because when you adopt simplistic solutions, it will lead you to lose perspective, to focus, fix your attention and focus your efforts on something that really just doesn't matter that much. Number four, a fourth su- suggestion is to de-escalate your emotions about most issues. De-escalate your emotions. You know, there is a lot of emotion about certain issues in our culture, certain issues like abortion, same-sex marriage, gender reassignment, things like this. There's also a lot of emotion in the Christian community about various kinds of theological positions or doctrinal issues or even church practices. One of the suggestions I would have that would help you keep from losing perspective is just to ratchet down the emotion. Just de-escalate. Recognize that not everything that people tell you should infuriate you or enrage you or in some way anger you or get a rise out of you, that not every one of those issues really matters all that much. De-escalate the emotion. And recognize that when you escalate emotion, you will most always, most always make decisions that will lose, cause you to lose perspective. So de-escalate emotion. Here's one more thing that'll do that will help you. I would have never dreamed I would ever said this on a podcast, but I guess I've come to the place where I realize that uh, I do have to say this. And that is if you want to maintain focus, keep your perspective, and avoid being distracted, then refuse what I call conspiracy answers to modern problems. Refuse conspiracy answers. Now, people who adopt conspiracy answers believe that there's a system or an approach or an explanation for everything going on in our world, and if you just knew the real truth, you'd be able to solve the real problem. But that's simply not true. It's a bizarre and narrow way of looking at the complexities we have to deal with every day in life. When you fixate on some conspiracy answer, whether it's a political conspiracy or an economic conspiracy or a social conspiracy, and you say there's a small group doing this or there's, un- there's secret knowledge about this that only a few know or there's these kinds of practices going on that, are only the, that only the initiated are privy to, when you have that going on, it's very easy to lose perspective on what really matters. Now, Let's back up a step. The podcast today started out with a Disney illustration, but it's certainly not about Disney. The podcast today started with a Disney illustration about removing ladies and gentlemen as a supposedly offensive part of a gender-based welcome to the theme parks and other things that Disney does. 
We moved from that to talk about the real issue, which isn't uh, anything to do with Disney or with gender issues. The real issue is how easy it is for organizational leaders and organizations to lose their way and because of a flawed or a skewed perspective, be distracted from doing what really matters. And so the question I've asked you or the question I've challenged you to ask yourself as you're facing these issues is this question. Does this really matter to what really matters? And if it does, then double down on accomplishing this thing which God has challenged you to do that really matters. But if it does not, have the courage to say, you know, that's just not that important to me. Set it aside, refocus your attention, and get back to work on fulfilling the mission that God has given you. Now, I know this is hard because there are so many distractions in our world today. But it is essential that you learn the discipline of focusing your mind, your emotions, your energy, your money, your resources, your decision-making, everything you have that you can bring to the table as a leader, that you focus that on fulfilling aspects of our work that really do make a true difference, a real difference. And I've given you some suggestions today about how to do that challenge you to limit your media intake so that you're not constantly being bombarded with messages about what really is important and what people want to drive you to think you should be investing your life in doing. I've also encouraged you to back off the social media just a bit, not recognizing that uh, through those means, we will also be constantly stirred up, tempted, and pointed toward doing things that really don't make that much difference. And then I want you to reject simplistic solutions, de-escalate your emotions, and refuse conspiracy answers to complex questions. If you'll do these things, these suggestions I've given, you will turn down the noise and turn up the mission. You know, that's what this is really all about. This podcast is really about narrowing our focus on the mission God is giving us and getting things done every day that really do advance his mission. You know, I've been a leader among Southern Baptists for a long time, and recently someone said, you know, you seem really distanced from a lot of the issues that other people are debating. And then he said, "Uh, is that because you just uh, don't care about these issues or that you're naive about these issues? Or why is it that you just don't seem to be as caught up in them as others may be. And I smiled and said, the reason is because I don't really think that a lot of these issues ultimately matter to what God is doing in our world today. And rather than focus on these issues and spend all of my time dealing with them, I'd rather try to focus on a few key drivers that do make a real difference in what happens in our world. That's what this podcast is about. It's about turning off the noise, turning up the mission. It's about maintaining perspective, not losing perspective. It's about making decisions that really matter and that really contribute to accomplishing something that does matter, both to God 
and to you as you pursue God's mission. And so today, and so today, I want you to ask yourself that question that I've mentioned now several times in the podcast. Does this really matter to what really matters? And if it does, then pour your heart and soul into what you're trying to accomplish. But have the courage to answer the question. And if the answer is no, it doesn't really matter to what really matters, then either don't do what you're thinking about doing or at least delay from doing what you're thinking about doing so that you don't become trapped in a cycle in which you are demonstrating your loss of perspective and putting your energy into things that really don't matter that much. Thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Thanks for being a Christian leader who is committed to staying on mission. Thanks for the narrow focus that you have and that you want to have. I appreciate that about you as a listener. But now I challenge you, turn down the noise. Turn down all those influences which are trying to get you distracted from the mission God has given you. Turn down the noise, turn up the mission. Keep the focus where it belongs. Keep your perspective on doing what really matters as you lead on.